After Dark with Marn. Have you fucked up yet? Alright, so here we are, another episode of After Dark with Mark. Today I received someone that I really, really love. Um, we became friends uh, probably like back in May, but um, in the last few months we've been uh, going to like each other, right? Yeah, yeah, it's been great. Karen Mullins, thank you so much for doing this. Oh, my pleasure. My, honestly, my pleasure. I've been looking forward to it. So you've been uh, working now as an entrepreneur probably for the past 18 months. Uh, but prior that, you were in the corporate world and having a pretty decent life. Uh, you had a good life, but it was not fulfilling. So tell me a little bit about like your, your path and what brought you into becoming an entrepreneur. Yeah, I mean, my gosh. And I was thinking about this today. I think it's been officially, I think it's been around 15 months that I've been working for myself. Um, and it's a big shift. Yeah, it's a really big shift to, to you know, what I'd done previously. Um, so I'd worked 20 years, you know, in the corporate world, um, very much in the professional sector. I was a, a chartered surveyor here in the UK. Um, and I think it's, it's like you said, you know, on the face of it, on the outside looking in, I was ticking lots of boxes, if you like, of what success looked like, you know, for me in theory, or what success looked like that I'd aspired to have, I guess, in my early 20s. But then I got to a point, I mean, I'm 43 now, and I think it was just over three years ago, I was sort of approaching 40. And... I realized, looking back, if you like, I realized that for quite some time, probably best part of eight years, I would say, you know, after I'd had like my second child, so I've got two kids, um, after I'd had the two kids, I guess I sort of realized that for the last year, sort of eight years, I'd been in that place of feeling like, hmm, <laughs> there's got to be more to life than this, you know, and I'd go around in circles with that because I'd then look at everybody else, say, doing a similar thing to me, kind of people in my, you know, immediate circle of influence, let's say, and think, no, 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 this is just what life is. This is, this is right. This is what everyone's doing, you know, and is I just it? kind of, yeah, well, this is, this is how I was thinking then, you know, this was, this is, if you like me giving you a little bit of the, the backdrop to what eventually sort of pushed me to the point of thinking, hell no, <laughs> like this doesn't have to be the way it, it is, but only I am the one that can, you know, make that decision, get to change it. Um, yeah. One thing you've been telling me is uh, that while that you, ha you had this life, which like seemed successful on the outside, mm. you were kind of looking at um, television and, you know, e-news and all of those <laughs> channels, which yeah, I have yeah. no clue about, like yeah, yeah, yeah. mentioning those channels, just like, <laughs> what is that? Um, but you were looking at the Kardashian and all this yeah. and kind of envying, uh, I don't know if that's the right term, but you kind of envy that type of life that they're having, isn't um, it? Well, yeah, it's interesting. I, I don't, I don't know whether I so much was envying the, the 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 life that say the Kardashians were having as such. I think more, you know, that was something I'd mentioned to you because it was more. Oh, there's a there's a quote, isn't there? That's um, you know, without a clearly defined goal, we become sort of strangely loyal to daily trivia, 
until ultimately we become enslaved by it. Okay. And that's really what I was doing, albeit I didn't realize at the time. So I was absolutely that person, you know, guilty as charged, if you like, watching E! News, watching the Kardashians, watching the box sets and things. Um, and just going through the motions, you know, very much just sort of that was my life, as I say. And it was or a big part of my life outside of work. That's a bit sort of dramatic to say that that was my life. There was much more to my life than just that. But I wasn't feeling fulfilled. Um, I didn't, re well, I didn't have a goal mark. I mean, I guess that was ultimately, you know, sort of what I've come to realize now looking back. But I didn't realize that that was the missing piece at the time. You know, you, how you sort how of... Many how many people do you think that is not having a goal and is floating like this? Because basically this is what was happening to you. You were just floating and that, yeah. that, that feeling yeah. that there's, there must be something else. How many people do you think that live this way? Oh my gosh. I think it's huge. I mean, I, and I because I think that was almost part of the problem, if you like, that I was sense checking it against everybody else that I was surrounded by, or so it seemed, you know, it would seem as though, you know, such a big chunk. I mean, I think we've got to be up there, you know, in terms of people without these sort of really clearly defined goals, I think you're easily up into the 80%, if not more, um, of the population, uh, you know, that, that don't have that, that, that maybe, and again, this might sound harsh, but that are maybe fooling themselves that they do. You know, I would have fallen again into that category, right? Where I would have been in my mind thinking, well, you know, I was made associate director this year and maybe I'll go for director, you know, and thinking of that as, as say a goal, but they weren't really goals that were coming from within me. That wasn't really something I, I never really stopped to ask myself, hang on a minute, is this actually even what I want? Or is this just what I think I ought to want? Have I just sort of found myself on a path that I'm trundling along within because I now, you know, fit within this kind of pigeonhole of, well, I'm a chartered surveyor and I'm qualified to do this. And I've done that for 20 years. And what else could I possibly do? You know, so I, I just sort of found myself in that place of feeling a little bit stuck, I guess, is the reality. Um, and then I think, you know, and I think, you know, and you and I have talked about this before as well, where because I had a nice life, it wasn't like, I think, I think it's that sort of you know, almost like the plague of mediocrity, right? You know, you're, you're doing pretty well. You're certainly doing better than average, but, but equally, you know, you're not really pushing yourself. You're not really living life on your terms, but it's comfortable. Honestly. I think that this is where this is the most dangerous is mm -hmm. when you are comfortable and when you have a good life and when, you know, you're not missing anything and you can go on a trip, you can say, you know what, let's go to New York this, this, this uh, next month and mm -hmm. you can pay for it, but you yeah. never really push yourself. You never really say, you know, what do I really want? What getting out of that comfort, it is very tough. And this is exactly what happened to you when you arrive mm -hmm. close to 40, when you had yeah. that 40 <laughs> crisis, right? Which <laughs> yeah. by the way, for the people which are listening to mm -hmm. us right now, you have that crisis at 20, at 30, at 40, yeah. at 50, and every 10 years that thing seems to come back. So don't worry about it when it's happening, just be prepared, just prepare yourself. But when it happened to you, what was the, the tipping point? What, what made you say, you know what, like, fuck this, I can't take this anymore. <laughs> yeah. And it does get to that point. I think, do you know what I think it was? I was sick of listening to the voice in my head. If you like, I was sick of hearing myself 
sort of ask that question of sort of, God, there's got to be more to life than this. There's got to be more than just this, um, you know. And then it was that, it actually was was that, um, I don't know, there's some debate whether it actually was Einstein that said this, and it's a, it's a common quote phrase that everyone will have heard, but that definition of insanity, right? The definition of insanity is wanting something different, but doing the same things over and over again. And I can't remember where I was or when I read that. And, and I, it, it was probably something I've read before, but you know, when you just are in the right place at the right time, if you like, and, and something like that jumps out at you and it's powerful. And, it, and I acted on it. And I think that's the difference, right? It was like, I read it, it resonated. I thought, oh my God, that is it. It was like the penny just dropped. It was like, my gosh, I've, I'm always saying how I want things to be different. Um, but I'm not doing anything about it. My days look the same. You know, Monday to Friday, my life is pretty much the same. Every single day, it's the same. And then the weekends, there might be slightly different pattern, but every weekend's then the same. You know, and it was just that realization of, oh, holy crap, if I don't change this, if I don't change the way my days even look, like 10 years are going to go by, I'm going to be in the same place. And that scared me, I think. So that was the, the very first point if you like that I can take it back to that got me to start to change and and even then it was just at a very sort of basic level of oh crap I'm well you know what can I change um and again I wasn't someone I was somebody that used to um wake up every day to whichever kid woke up first you know my husband is the opposite to me he'd be up and out at the gym and off to work but I would be someone that I like my sleep, so I'd, it would depend on which one of my two kids came to wake me up first. And that was how I used to start my day, like kind of always on the back foot. Um, and so I had the realization of, okay, maybe, maybe this is where I start. And I just start waking up earlier and taking control. And that was the beginning, if you like, of, of just sort of controlling the first hour of my day, changing some of my habits. But, but even that very first step was quite, quite a tough one to implement to begin with. Now, someone might be listening to this and just say, like, you know, you're just an ungrateful <laughs> brat, you know, like having, <laughs> having it at all and, and being able like, to do whatever you want. And then you just, you're just thinking there must be something more. Like, and that, that to me is, is really weird that I'm, I'm trying to make the people which are listening to this that you might feeling the very same, but you never really listening to this. And that voice seems to grow, right? As you move mm -hmm. forward, as you're getting older, if you're not listening to this, that must be, that must be something else. It's because you're doing something you don't necessarily love. Yeah. Would you say yeah. that this is, this is where you were? Oh my goodness, without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. And, and, you know, the reality is I'd been, you know, like I said, a few moments ago, I'd actually been thinking this way for, for years, Mark, you know, so it wasn't as if I, you know, I'd just been feeling like it for six months or so. The reality was these ideas would keep playing around in my head over and over for a long time. But actually, I think you've hit the nail on the head there too, when you said about, you know, God, you must sound like just an ungrateful brat, quite frankly. You tell yourself that. These are all things that we also then tell ourselves, isn't it? And then it keeps us stuck too, because I would tell myself that, like, oh, come on, like, you've got it really good. And, and I would do that to keep myself in that positive place, um, which is no bad thing. You know, I've always been that glass is half full, not half empty person. But actually, there is that reality, isn't there, that 
that when you are dissatisfied with something, when you actually get to that point where you think, you know what, actually, no, I demand more of myself. I demand more of my life and I'm the only one that can change it. Um, and, and I eventually got to that point. I got to that place where I decided, nah, actually, you know, I don't want to live the next 10 years the same as I lived the last. I want to start to do it differently. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to just start to make some changes, some small changes. Um, and as I say, that was the beginning um, of that road for me. Um, I think the, the most difficult part into this is when you start talking with your friends and all this, everybody's in the same situation. So it, it, it's very difficult to find someone which think differently and is going to say, yeah, there's more. You should try to go after it those big, huge dreams of yours, which if we start thinking about it, like we look at our kids, they, they are dreaming. They have this idea that they can do whatever they want. There's mm -hmm. no limit into what they're doing. And it's just beautiful. And this is why often it's good to be around kids, because if you look at them, they just want to do things which are extraordinary. They are bored by the ordinary. Yet when we start growing, we start appreciating or <clears throat> we want to appreciate the ordinary which this is the part which is crazy to me mm. yeah yeah I know it is it's fascinating isn't it and it's so true we start out in the right way we start out using our imagination you know and, and at what point at what point do we then settle you know settle for a, a life where we tell ourselves this is all I can ever be or do um you know, it, it is, it's, it's fascinating to me. And I think we do do that. We get so that we, um, you know, yeah, just sort of, is it like just justifying, justifying where we are? Um, you know, I realized, and, and this is what I mean about, you know, sort of saying it's only when I look back that I realized I was sort of, you know, moving along and moving through a lot of my adult years without any real direction, without anything that was coming from within me of what I wanted. Um, and I realize, if you like, sort of looking back at that, just how I felt, why I felt stuck, why I felt lost for so long, because it, you know, it really is, I think it was an analogy, I can't remember who said this one, but I loved it, where it said, you know, it's a bit like a football game. You know, if you suddenly come along and you take the goalposts away, what have you got left? You know, you've got lots of activity on the pitch, but what's the purpose to it? Oh, this you know, is, I love that. This is right. great because it's true. I mean, yeah. I, if, if there's no post, uh, like, what do you do? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everyone's so, running around really busy, but what's the point? And that was my, that was how I was moving through my life. Lots of busyness, but where was I going? What was the direction? What was the point to it all? <laughs> so then you, you, you went into, you went all in. So you quit your job quit your corporate life, quit that good, you know, income and you started your own business and then you just realize, Oh shit, what am I doing here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I still have days like that. I'm going to be honest with you. I think this is what's um, interesting, you know, because it's, because I was that person, right? The old me was the person that I you know, I didn't even make to-do lists, Mark, you know, so, so organization, like having organization in my mind and being responsible and motivating myself and all of those things that are, you know, crucial to running your own business. 
were really alien concepts to me. Um, so there's, you know, there's a lot involved in, in sort of going from that environment where you rock up in the office and you've got, you know, a set things that you've got to get through and deadlines you've got to meet. So you, you sort of just get on with it and you do it versus, you know, figuring it all out for yourself and suddenly having to do things for yourself, especially on the, you know, the technical side with IT and things that previously when you're in a corporate environment, somebody just comes along. Just make a phone call. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. IT support. Like, come oh, and fix perfect. That. Yeah, exactly. So realizing, you know, you've, I've got to figure it out myself or I've got to figure out where I go for help. Um, and just, yeah, the motivation and the discipline, the discipline involved, the habits that you've got to create. Um, you know, and I look back and, yeah, it's been about 15 months that I've been, you know, sort of doing this for now. And I've, I've come a long way. And it's interesting just even coming on, you know, your show today, I suppose, has made me reflect on that. Because a lot of the time, we can be harsh on ourselves, too, because I've, you know, I've got big goals, and I've, I'm really, you know, sort of driven to where I want to go. And we can get caught up in, you know, sometimes feeling like we're not where we want to be. Um, and it's so important to, to look and see how far you've come, I think, and, you know, recognize the changes that you have made. Um, so you know. when, when someone is moving like from a job mm -hmm. into become an entrepreneur, where is the focus needs to be? Because you encountering so many challenges and as an entrepreneur that, mm -hmm. People are not realizing. I, I love to look over social media and people call themselves entrepreneurs. They, they never sold anything. And, mm -hmm. uh, and they say, I'm an entrepreneur. It's just like, dude, man, you've got to start selling shit if you want to be an entrepreneur. That's, that's <laughs> the very first thing. You know, in, in understanding that it's not, it's not glamorous. Mm -hmm. There's such a, a funky idea about being an entrepreneur to be glamorous. It's, it's far to be the case. There's nothing glamorous more than it's, it's a lifestyle. I believe that being an entrepreneur is a lifestyle, but you really need to embrace it because it, it is not an easy task. Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, I mean, and you're so right. I think a lot of it is there's a real transition into it. And I think, you know, for me, yeah, that's definitely been some of the challenges in, in these last sort of 15 months or so as well has been the, you know, that self-image, like recognizing and seeing yourself differently. Um, you know, I mean, I think one of the, your initial question there was, you know, what's the most, what's maybe one of the most important things, you know, as you make that shift from that corporate world to, to becoming, you know, a sort of an entrepreneur working for yourself. I think first and foremost, you, you have to know why you're doing it. You know, the, the, the drive, if you like, the motivation to me that comes from, you know, why are you doing it? What's your goal? What's pulling you? You know, because that's what's going to, you need that to be strong enough that when you do have those shitty days that let's face it, we have them, um, you know, they're going to, it's going to pull you through. That's going to keep you going that you don't ever really entertain the idea of, you know, not doing this of turning back like that that's something I'd always say you know that is one thing even when I've had my my moments of thinking gosh you know can I do this almost you know um or this is harder than I think or why aren't I where I want to be at times you know when you have those moments I I, I don't even think I and I'm just trying to think do I even entertain for a second the idea of going back going back to that old life to me just that scares me more like that. Hell scares no. me more. Yeah, exactly. Right. So that's, 
that's wonderful actually that's a wonderful thing to have like a the pull of where you're going like that's pulling you but also I just I'm a different person now I can't even I, I well I can't even entertain the idea I almost can't even talk about it, talk about it because it's like you realize that's not an option actually you realize going back isn't an option so then it's about okay well I need to get good at what I'm doing I need to just suck it up um I need to ask for help you know what that's been a big thing for me even I think in recent months like realizing you've got to you've got to let go of your ego. You've got to like, just let go of your ego. You've got to ask for help when you need it. You've got to be coachable. You know, you, you need, you need to follow, um, you know, guidance from people and know what they're talking about. Yeah. Um, but you know, you know, I mean, you, you're 43, you've been 20 mm -hmm. years as a, uh, in the corporate world, you, you were, you were just about to become a director into the field at where you were. So, you know, so why would you ask for help? Yeah, well, maybe maybe that is half, you know, half the problem, isn't it? I suppose, um, you know, that you're not maybe you're, you're not used to doing it. So that's an alien concept in itself. Um, that's been something, as I say, that I've realized it's not a sign of weakness, you know, that actually you've got to be vulnerable. You've got to. Um, yeah, well, and again, I think some of it, I'm just pondering on that point as well. I think some of it, and this is, again, where I suppose my own understanding around these concepts and ideas has, has shifted a lot in the last year or so, is how in the corporate world, you know, again, when you're seen in a, in a position of um, leadership, let's say, sometimes I think you're more bothered about how other people perceive you. You know, when in reality, that true leader, that leader of themselves, et cetera, it's, more, it, it's not so much about getting other people to see you as a leader. You know, it, do you know what I mean? And I think that's sort of, I think that can be tied into a reluctance to ask for help sometimes because you see it as a sign of weakness. Or that was maybe an idea that I was buying into, I suppose, maybe when I was in the corporate world that I would have said, you know, I've let go of completely um, for sure since, since shifting and doing this now. I think that it's, it is one of the problems in, in the corporate world is asking for help is seen as a sign of weakness, while that the reality of it is you cannot do it alone. So you need help. And from the moment that you accept help and you bring help into play, this is how that truly we can create all together. And it is never... I don't think that is encouraged in most of companies. You know, if you are in a, in a position of leadership, you should know. And this is why I, I said that because, I mean, it was sarcastic in a way <laughs> sure. that you should know. But the reality of it is we don't. We don't mm -hmm. know. There are some problems. There are some challenges that we have, we have no clue how to do that. But if you don't ask for help, how are you going to figure it out? If you are not saying, you know what, I don't know how we're going to do that, but we're going to figure it out yeah. and, 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 and show that you, you have weakness and you have flaws and you have those things. As an entrepreneur, you need to embrace that because if you don't, what's going to happen is you're going to, feel, you, you're going to start uh, feeling alone. You're going, to, you're going to start having like very destructive thoughts which are going to bring you and bring into your experience more of that same type of thoughts and experience and basically 
this is where that you can find yourself into months of struggle instead mm -hmm. of just asking for help and, and say, you know what, I don't know how I'm going to figure that out. So I need someone which has more experience and the importance of having mentors and people which have been through that so that they can show you the way. Yeah, I, exactly. And I think the key, um, you know, the key sort of point in all of that, as, as you were sort of saying it, is that the differences, and, and again, it's a shift in thinking, isn't it? That you know that, you know, you know you're going to get there. I think that's the mindset. That's the mindset that is so key to anybody that, you know, is on this path of entrepreneurship is that you're always coming from a place of you're going to get there. Um, you know, and, and so you've, you've, a, you've got to be comfortable, you know, sort of failing a little bit. You've got to be comfortable with learning as you go. It's the course correcting, like realizing that that's actually part of it, like stepping out before you're ready, you know, realizing that, oh gosh, you know, I know that the first time I do whatever the thing might be that you're doing for the first time, it's maybe not going to go you know, as well as you'd like it, you've got to be okay with that because it's, it's almost like that's what you've got to do to get to where you're going. Um, but equally, I think, as you say, it's then realizing, well, if I'm going to get there anyway, yeah, I, you know, I, I can either take three times as long trying to figure it out myself, or I can go to somebody that's got a, yeah, a greater awareness in this stuff than me, um, you know, and fast track it effectively, you know, and again, but I think a big part of that is, you know, you've got to just leave your ego, haven't you? You've got to be able to just own up to where you don't know something, own up to where you're feeling vulnerable and, and ask for that help and take it and then follow direction though. It's then being able to follow, um, you know, what, what it is that they're, you know, that they're advising you or, or helping you with. Um, I think Do you think that ego and entrepreneurship uh, are words which are often in, in, into the same sentence, which in, let me, let me explain a little bit what I want to, I want to, or develop, like what I want to say with that is that I see people which are entrepreneur, I see a, a huge egos which are coming, mm -hmm. but it is detrimental, I believe, into success. And if you look at people which have great success, normally they, they're not scared of taking their ego and put it on this, on the sideline and just say, you know what? I don't know. Yeah. Because you brought, you brought ego a couple times now, and I believe that, especially when you're younger, right? Like the mm -hmm. ego, it seems that it's like we live out of the ego. So it's, it's not us, but that's the ego, which is kind of um, carrying us in a way. Mm -hmm. So what is your take in, into this, this concept of entrepreneurship and ego? I think it's, I think that it's that sort of, we need to differentiate between having, you know, a healthy self-confidence and a healthy belief in yourself. I think that's great, right? Versus, I suppose what I'm meaning when I talk about ego and not letting your ego get in the way, some of that, and I, and I guess I can only talk about it in relation to myself, um, is perhaps you know, almost like putting on a facade, if, if that makes sense, um, where we think it's like a, a protection mechanism. It's almost that sort of, you know, it, I mean, does it buy into that idea of not fake it till you make it, but that you're pretending, you know, you're like not pretending, but you're, you know, you're, no, I've got it. I'm good at this. I can do it. I can do it all. You know, but you and, didn't accept it. 
Yeah, yeah. Although just that that can get in the way sometimes of thinking that you don't need help or you're so, again, I think it's buying into that um, facade that you might be putting on. No, it's okay. I've got it all covered. I'm good. I'm good at this. You know, I can do everything. You know, it's like, no, 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 you just, you know, and not wanting you not wanting to be embarrassed by thinking you, um, you know, you know what you're doing. And actually it turns out you don't, you know, you've got to be okay with that. You've actually got to be okay with, you know, take taking even those moments as well, right? Actually, if you don't want to be embarrassed, don't go into entrepreneurship because I mean, yeah. you, you, you better take a pill right now and, and just, just don't go there because you will, it, it's just part of the process of growth. And, yeah. uh, and it's really funny because again, when you say you don't want to be embarrassed, it's, it's because of your ego. That's exactly. the only thing that's getting in between. And I want, I want to, to point out like a little experience and I know I can talk about it now because mm-hmm. I think you made peace with that. Mm-hmm. But I remember a call that we were on and, uh, and man, like you got put on the spot and you were just <laughs> pissed. I, I mean, like pissed off <laughs> yeah. and you were just like, I don't agree with you. And yeah. I would, I just felt, I just, oh man, she's it's out. uncomfortable. <laughs> she's out now. Like now she's, she doesn't want to hear about it. And, yeah. uh, and we had a conversation after and I just said like, you know, you, you're too comfortable right now. And this mm-hmm. is the reason why you have difficulty to accept that. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it's so true. And isn't it great though, how we learn so much from those moments. We don't like them. Like, this is what I mean. This, this is the whole point I think in this last year for me and even more so just in the last six months you know the growth has been you know again it it always seems like it goes up a notch you know and and the more you're open to it the more you've got to be you know vulnerable you've got to be okay with reflecting back you know so like you're so right and in that situation where it's almost like you don't want to hear something that was the reality of that situation right like I didn't want to hear something because at the time um, you know, you're too busy getting in your own way, thinking you're right. <laughs> it's like, you've got to be open to entertaining that idea of like, ah, oh, crap, you know, maybe, okay, maybe this person was right. Maybe they know better than me. And what can I learn from it? That's the whole point though, right? What can I, okay, what can I learn from this? And then be okay with it. Like just own it. Just be okay that, you know what, actually that just boiled down to me being embarrassed. Um, and that's all about, again, I, I guess being bothered about what are the, well, I'm, as I'm saying this, I'm just thinking again, does that come back to being bothered about what other people think? You know, cause this is huge, isn't it? You know, what, you know, what being bothered about what other people think that holds us back so much um, mm. in life generally. And again, that was another thing, actually. I'm, in fact, I've forgotten about this, but going from that corporate world into doing what I'm doing now in those initial few months, I was very mindful, you know, I, I, it didn't stop me, but I can remember being very aware of, um, gosh, you know, what will people think? What will people think? And then the thing that helped me with that actually, and I think this is so true. And I guess come back to this, it's that reality, isn't it? Of why do I care what they're thinking if they're not going where I want to go? You know, that was a huge thing. I think it's, is it in a Nightingale, um, sort of anecdote where he says, you know, there's almost like don't, don't follow the follower. You know, people are just sort of, again, a bit mindlessly sort of you're on a path going somewhere, but you're, you're not even sure why you're going where you're going, but everybody else is going there too. Um, you know, this, I guess it's that idea of conformity a bit. And it was just that sort of, that helped like in those early months where it would have been maybe easier to get caught up into what will people think 
if I do this and what if I do it and it doesn't work out, et cetera, um, was just that, hang on a minute, they're not really living the life I want to live or they're not going where I want to go. So it doesn't matter what they think. That is something that the, I mean, this is great because what you're just saying right now, I remember my mom telling me, and I said, what are people going to think? And, and I hated what she was saying that, like, and she was saying right. it so many times. It was her entire life. It was about the impression of other people towards her and her family. And, um, and I mean, my mom was a, a, a Caucasian Catholic growing and then decided that she's going to marry someone from Haiti, which was black and, and had children, which was totally different. So, I mean, just think about the craziness of, of like the way she was thinking and her, her paradigm ultimately and the decision she made. Which was like, okay, everybody was just looking at her because she was totally different. So yeah. it's, it's really funky when you start thinking like the way we are, um, we are thinking and having that impression of what other people are thinking about us, where that at the end of the day, and I love what you're saying, they're not going where I'm going. They don't have the goal that I'm having. So yeah. how, why would I care? Yeah. It's so true. I, I think this is it. And I think that's such a liberating idea, isn't it, really? Um, you know, to realize, and also when you start to realize, gosh, and we're not even, we're not meant to, come on, we are all different. So why, why do we spend, like, I'm talking now just generally, I'm generalizing here, but why do so many of us maybe fall into a trap of, of trying to be like everybody else? You know, sort of, it's nuts, really, um, that we even do that, um, that we don't want to stand out. You know, we're all so unique and so different. And the more we can embrace that, oh my gosh, you know, the, the better, um, the more your confidence grows. Um, yeah. So what would you say to a kid? And when I say kid, like, I mean, if you're listening right now, like, don't get offended. If you're <laughs> young and ambitious and you're an entrepreneur and you want to move forward, like, what would you say to someone like this uh, when he wants to start his business? Like, what would you give as an advice? Oh my gosh. I mean, if you've got, to me, if you have got a burning desire to do something, if you have got something within you, that a voice that's telling you, um, you know, that you want to go out, you want to step out on your own and do this. I, I think first of all, it is that you've got to just, you've got to just start. You've got to start and let go of the how. I think once you can kind of surrender to that idea a little bit and you just very much you 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 do that whole sort of you go as far as you can see knowing that when you get there you're going to be able to see further it's that sort of idea of okay do what you can do today you know what can i where do i start um you know when i very first sort of stepped out if you like into this myself to begin with it was almost like i needed a little bit of a security blanket so actually i i did step away from my corporate um you know sort of role but I, I did something else for a little while part-time, you know, because it was like I wasn't quite ready to, to, to leave that secure income, albeit it didn't take long for me to think, oh my gosh, this is now soul-destroying. I actually just, I can't do this. I need to be all in, you know? Um, but I guess I couldn't do that at first. I just didn't feel like I was in a place, but the reality was just a few months later there I was. And I think 
that's the point, you know, it's that just start where you are and start to take some of those actions and you're going to find your way and you might fail your way forward a little bit to begin with, but you'll, you'll get there because really and truly what's the alternative? What's the, you know, what's the alternative if you don't get going and you don't start to follow that dream and you start to come up with ways that it can happen. So what you would give as an, uh, as an advice, just start, start, just start, start where you yeah. are. Even if you don't know the, the how, you know, I mean, and, and that's the big part. You're not going to know the how are you, but start where you are with what you've got. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to grow into it. I think that's, the, that's the point. You're going to grow into it. Um, I'm still growing into it. Absolutely. You know, I guess I always will be, but I can look at, you know, where I am now to where I was even just 12 months ago, things I do now that, that I wouldn't have felt comfortable doing, you know, 12 months ago. Um, you know, you grow into it, you find, you know, you'll find yourself along the way. But again, it's being open, isn't it? It's be coachable, seek out a mentor, um, you know, look for others that have walked that path before you. Um, you know, what did they do? What did they do that worked, you know, and, and, you know, and, and leave your ego at the door, I guess, you know, as you say, we've touched on that a, a few times, but be vulnerable, be open to advice. Yeah. So the advice is start where you are and leave your ego aside. Yeah, absolutely. Have a belief and confidence in yourself. I think that's crucial, right? Like you want to have a strong self-image. You want to be confident in the fact that you're capable of so much more than you can ever, you know, imagine with where you're standing right now. Um, you know, but yeah, don't, don't let your pride and, you know, fear of failure and being embarrassed and all those things get in the way and hold you back, you know, especially holding you back from asking for help, right? Karen Mullins, thank you so much for this. Uh, we are entering into 2019. I know that this year is going to be absolutely spectacular. So we'll talk to you later. I will invite you again and see where you're at. I'm excited. Yeah, that would be wonderful. Thanks, Mark. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please write a review and subscribe to never miss a future episode of After Dark with Mark. As well, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Mark Jospitre.